who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! This episode of Beyond is brought to you by Gamefly. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Bazinga. What? That's not the name of the show at all. Shut up. It's just all of you be quiet over here. We're trying to do a very quiet show. It's going to be very quiet and and well-behaved. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond Episode 511. My name is Max Scoville. This loudmouth over here wearing the same outfit as me. We didn't plan that. Whoa! You asked me where I bought my jacket, and then you're like, cool, I bought your jacket. I didn't buy the same. I did buy the same jacket as that, but I had to return it. Don't put me on blast. I'll put you on blast. people who look a lot alike, here are two men with beards and glasses. We got Zach Ryan over here and Marty Sleva over here. Incredible. It's, It's so nice. I haven't been on the show in a while. It's good to be back. If you're listening to just the audio, that was probably pretty weird. But anyway, some of us look similar and some of us wear the same clothes. I don't big, look like any of you guys. I look, I look like a weird potato. You do. You do. Hell Less yeah. so now. You look like when, the, when, when GTA Online first launched and all the people just spawned as dudes in underpants with headphones on. Yeah, and they're all like rocking in place. It's like that weird <laughs> Destiny bird. They would just get stuck in bushes and cops would run around. It's a good time. Hawthorne's Eagle? Anyway. Uh, gave that game a 10. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before it we get was a 10. It, before we get into it, we got some housekeeping notes. Uh, first things first, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're trying to grow it out. It's going to be really fun. Uh, we've been putting up Let's Plays, which are very silly and ridiculous. We did a Destiny one last week that was real silly. Super fun. We also played Everybody's Golf and Knack. Uh, we're going to continue doing stuff like that. I would love to do some more Yakuza on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube.com slash IGN Beyond. Just get over there, click the button, turn off the email notifications if you hate them. I don't care what you do with it. Just go in there and say hello and click the videos and have a good time. 
Uh, and then also last week we had Walt Williams on. I almost said Walt Whitman. <laughs> wow. I kept thinking that all throughout that whole interview. Last week we had Walt Disney on the show. Yeah, He's Walt, a frozen head in a jar. <laughs> Walt Whitman, that famous writer, he publishes his first book today. Congrats, Even though Walt. he's been dead for a very long... No, Walt Williams put out his book, Significant Zero. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble and all that. It's also available in audiobook form. So if you want to go check out some more funny stories about working in the games industry... Do that. Also, thank you. That, like, we got such nice feedback on that. That episode. was, that hands was such down, a good episode. That was my favorite episode I've done. Killer episode. Yeah. yeah, that was Absolutely. super fun. Walt uh, can't see where. Can't wait to see where this one goes. Yeah, this. Oh, one, it's gonna I, be. A, I, I mean, this is no matter what we do. This is good. Uh, you know. Yeah, I got an idea where it it's goes. straight in the tray. Yeah, <laughs> because we're going to be talking about destiny for a lot of it. Well, no, Chucklehead's been. Here's the thing. We're a little bit. Yeah. Here's the thing that happens when you go see the Baja Men in concert. They play "Who Let the Dogs Out," and then afterwards they play some other songs. I don't. So last week, I don't think they open with that song. I bet you they do. <laughs> and I, they close. I can almost guarantee. I was going to say that Baja Men is a band that plays "Who Let the Dogs Out" twice. twice in yeah, there. yeah, it's a good sandwich. Also, sure. they're probably on a yacht or like a what do you a cruise? Well, they're all yacht. very wealthy. It's a very cruise. wealthy. They are absolutely not, 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 not very wealthy. Anyway, we should probably not talk about the Baja Men for too long because Sony had a TGS conference last night. Uh, Lil Goldie Who had to wake the games up. Out, am I right? Shoo 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 shoo. Good Lord. <laughs> Is that our prayer? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Good Lord. I'm down with that. It's <laughs> really bad. Anyway, um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that came out of Sony's TGS conference. Of course, it's mostly stuff that's targeted at, uh, at Japan's PlayStation players. Some mm-hmm. of it might not come over here, but there is some really cool stuff. For starters, this one's probably the biggest announcement, is there is a game called Left Alive mm-hmm. that is coming by way of Square Enix. It is a survival action shooter, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> um, Isn't every shooter you ultimately want to survive? Yeah. yeah. There's probably some action in yeah. there, too. It's, yeah. it's not one of those like casual ones where you just kill yourself and call it a day. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Armored Car. Direct- Armored Car. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they let me host this show? I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, it's directed by Armored Core director uh, Toshifumi Nabashima, and it's character designs by Yoji Shinkawa, who did Metal Gear and everything, yep. uh, and then mech designs by Takayuki Yanase, who also did Metal Gear, as well as Xenoblade and uh, Gundam Double Zero. Yep. Um, what's this game? So, to me, it is super cool that Square Enix has assembled this dream team to yeah. produce this game. Um, I think just... Yoji Shinkawa and, and uh, Takayuki Yanase alone, like their designs coming to a square game um, under the tutelage of the Armored Core director, it's yeah. like that seems like the perfect mix of yeah. uh, people to come together and really make like a, just a good old robot fighting game. Like, mm-hmm. I think the trailer was really short. Like really thin, yeah. But enough that it was very interesting. The trailer to me. Like, almost gave me PT vibes. Yeah, like it opens with uh-huh. this big hallway that's got a yeah. Christmas yeah. tree in the background, and then it. It, the hallway just gets shot up a bunch, and then the camera pans over, and there's this destroyed city with helicopters in it. Mm-hmm. We're all assuming that there's going to be mechs in here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think... It like, looks like, pretty, it like you, you see a couple of dropships. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a pretty safe bet, but we didn't actually see any robots in the trailer. So. Um, well, it looks like those ships are carrying robots at the end of the trailer. I thought they were just squares. That I don't could know what be. those were. Um, but the design, even as small and far off as they are in the shot itself, like the design, to me... Looked like the mechs from Front Mission, which is yeah. a long, Ooh, that square. a long yeah. bygone Square mm-hmm. series. Yeah. Right, right. That what if this is Front Mission? Like, what if they're pulling a uh, Phantom Pain and they're like, "Hey, that game that we announced, 
it's Front Mission. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Left a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's so awesome because Front Mission hasn't been around since, since PlayStation Three. Yeah, there was one on PlayStation. Yeah, 3? yeah, yeah. It's and been then quite it's a while. Been gone. And yeah. we have like it's weird that there's not a ton of just core mech games. Like Xenoblade, they mentioned the Xenoblade Chronicles X like had a mech, but. It was also like a ton of it was on foot and everything. So the idea of I feel like there was an age where we'll get to Zone of the Enders later, but uh, Zone of the Enders and you had Armored Core and you had a ton of games that utilized mechs and, and even RPGs like Xenogears and everything. Yeah, that's an interesting point, right? Even even Robotech, the, yeah. those games to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's because as we've talked about on the show, the sort of middle of the industry has fallen out, and yeah. that seemed like a go-to area. You don't get a lot of, like, AAA Mac games, and it's hard to do that in well, an indie budget. Yeah. Titanfall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess Titanfall yeah. is the a thing. pretty steady stream of Gundam games coming out of Japan, mm-hmm. but those kind of just sort of either you have to import them or they're just kind of, like, low-key. That's mm-hmm. a very specific audience, too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, I love I love Mecha, so it's like I would love to see more big robot games. Um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe there's more this week because TGS just hasn't even officially kicked off yet. Like Sony had this conference, but then we'll have coverage. Uh, Miranda Sanchez is there, uh, so she'll be going to the show floor and playing a bunch of stuff from yep. you know Namco and Sega and hopefully Sony. That's, That's the, the by far in a way the weirdest show floor. I've it's ever so been strange. <laughs> Yeah. That was the I kind of wish that I could go. I yeah. have that's like the What's, one show that I haven't been to yet. Yeah. What's it like? Uh, well, when you the, it's it's very small, mm-hmm. uh, and it's basically two big rooms, and it feels kind of like a PAX, but um, super weird. And first of all, like being like, oh, I work for IGN. It doesn't have any power there. No it's, kind, it's it's very humbling in a way because you get there and you're like, hey, like we want to like shoot, ca- we want to like capture this demo. We want to play this. We want to do that. And they're like, okay, wait in line. And we're like, but we're IGN. And they're like, we don't care. Yeah. This is Famitsu country. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they then there's weird stuff. Famitsu like town. there's like the uh, like that bikini cowboy like titty fighting game thing mm-hmm. where to like demo it, you had to put your head in a giant set of boobs yeah like that was the thing they did that was just like they put demo units inside boobies and i'm like i'm not going in there <laughs> i don't know who's been there who has been in there that's a bad look for anyone yeah that's not good yeah. somebody walks up takes a picture of my ass sticking out of it <laughs> i walk out with conjunctivitis <laughs> nobody wins that scenario then i can't even pronounce the name right you've I, pronounced it right that was no i did not i didn't even <laughs> see the, the title what's that one called i totally am trying to remember the but i can it's called bikini cowboy titty fight yeah one <laughs> one chinabra oh no chinabra oh yeah yeah neon Lana Lana. not to be confused with senrun kagura or whatever yeah um, it's, no, it's confusing. The thing I associate TGS with is I went there uh, September 2013 and I got to play Deep Down. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably, no one will ever play that game again. <sighs> oh, That's not going to be real. And also, it was the most confusing demo because it was all in Japanese. And the person demoing it to me was in Japanese and just didn't speak English. Right. And they kept giving Japanese me. person. Yeah, they kept. Like, they weren't in the Japanese. The person was in, in Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> I, I previewed the new, or I didn't mean to, but they had a Monster Hunter set up with the new 3DS XL. And it was the first time that was there. And uh, I just c- called a bunch of people on our team over and I'm like, shoot this video take this picture and they're they're just so polite there that they're like please don't do that and i was like yeah i know i know I just, please uh just t- t- 10 more pictures here and some videos and they're like please please stop doing that and i'm like what i don't understand yes of course i you felt should, like i feel like you should have had a big cowboy hat on for that like, <laughs> yeah. what now, hold on now just a second i'm just trying to make a brand new analog i'm not done eating my ribs yet yeah just eating a hamburger while you're doing it yeah i mean the actual location of the convention is not great because it's not like when if outside I'll say to anybody like if you if you want to go to Tokyo Go to Tokyo. Don't go to Tokyo for Tokyo Game Show because the actual like neighborhood is boring. It's a ways um, outside of Tokyo. Yeah, ways outside yeah. of Tokyo. What Chiba City? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, Makuhari yes. Makuhari. Yeah, it's okay. it's pretty it's pretty far down and off the beaten path. Um, the closest thing there is Tokyo Disney, which is like a twenty five minute train away. Ah, um, Disney Sea. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
that's a fun well, that's time. interesting i mean it's i like when they're like hey tokyo game show in the heart of over over there you know and it's it's kind of yeah like, ah san francisco state located in foggy overcast daily, daily city. city yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh one one quick thing before we move off of left alive um so if the armored core director uh if to- toshifumi nabashima i yes. probably butchered that if he's working on this does that mean that from software is not working on Armored Core? Not necessarily, because like you know, um, I don't know. It's it's Miyazaki has a history in Armored Core, and he yeah. said in interviews with us that he'd be interested in going back to that well. And if he's done with Dark Souls, and you know, we'll get to where the hell Bloodborne Two is later. Like, mm-hmm. I do you really want a Dark Souls that's just Armored Core? Yeah, so, that'd be so cool. Yeah, Robot yeah. Dark Souls would be really yeah. cool. What was the game? The Strain? The Strand? Oh, uh, Strain. The Strand. No, Surge. No, Surge. Surge. Yeah, there we that go. that yeah. was that was that was. Getting there. That yeah. was yeah. close. But yeah. I, I know. I want the big robot. Yeah. There's one game. Uh, it was Lost Planet. i put that Planet. on a t-shirt for you. I want the big robot. I want the big robot. Uh, no, but like Lost Planet 3, I yeah. thought had a really cool approach where they were like, it was kind of like a modern version of, of uh, Blaster Master mm-hmm. in that you were like, mm, yeah. and it's it's also sort of what, what D.Va has going in Overwatch where there's almost like this two-tiered like life system. Where you you can still continue after your mech gets screwed up, but right. it's different, severely underpowered, yeah. and there's certain things you can only. I mean, I guess in. yeah, Titanfall has that going yeah. for it too. But mm-hmm. I love the idea of like, hey, explore this world in your mech, but some parts you got to get out of it, and then you're vulnerable, and it's yeah. interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, Final Fantasy IX is out today on PS4. Uh, it's got all those fun little things like like fast forward mode and don't attack me cactuses. Yeah. I'm trying to see the story mode. Yeah, it's got auto leveling. It's got turn off random encounters, um, all this stuff. It's sort of just like a port of the PC version that came out early last year, I think. Yeah. Uh, this is super cool. If you haven't played Final Fantasy IX, like to me it is... Second it was, best Final Fantasy. It, I, yes, after yeah. 12, I completely mm-hmm. agree. But I think it's, it was the end of, of an era for Square as a whole. This came out in 2000. This came out, I think, right before Spirits Within came out. Yep. And uh, Oh, right. Yeah. It was Sakaguchi. Last... It cost the company $100 million. Sakaguchi left. Like, and Square completely changed their trajectory after yep. huh. it was the last. Uh, it was the last Final Fantasy for the original PlayStation. Yeah. So, uh, also because it was the ninth one, they decided to go back to their roots. So this one has like a very medieval setting. Some of my favorite characters in oh, all yeah. of Final Fantasy, Vivi, Steiner, yeah. uh, Zidane. Yeah. Like, th- some really awesome some characters it's like genuinely funny so um i played through about half of the the remaster edition on ios last year right right right. yeah this Um, has been ported a bunch of yeah and it's it's like it's fine to play it on ios whatever but like i missed having a controller i'm really glad that it's coming to playstation 4 because it is a game that i've been meaning to replay for a decade Mm -hmm. and i got about halfway there and now i can go back and finish it yeah one of the major problems of the ps1 version was like it was it it tried to push the PS1 because this came out 2000 like PS2 was already a thing it tried to push the PS1 so far that like it took 25 seconds to load into battles so did this game tank financially did well, this no. game? No, yeah, this no, game no, did no. not. So why did you say they lost? Uh, Spirits within. within. Yeah, things. right. Yeah, they literally, they opened. They, <laughs> so so they opened a Hawaiian studio just to make that movie, and their whole plan was like that the digital character, the main character of the movie, was going to become a digital actress God. and like model. And they the totally movie, jumped the, the gun. Tank. Yeah, I mean they they could have had it now. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that yeah, Lightning, Lightning is, is like, a digital model. Is a Chanel model. Yeah, she's yeah. a Chanel model. Well, also like Square Enix puts out I don't know like Advent Children and and the King's Glaive or whatever, and like they. They're finally at a point where that stuff's doable. Also, but. two bad films. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Eddie. A lot of jumping. Yeah, a lot of jumping, jumping in those movies. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy Nine is a great. Good film. If you haven't played it or haven't played it in quite a while, you we should give grab it this version. Nine out of ten jumps. Uh, and we're playing. We're doing a let's play of Final Fantasy Nine later. Brian's never played it. I love it. I'm gonna teach him. That's gonna be a good time. 
Yeah, I'm let's let's that. play of a turn-based JRPG from 17 years ago. We'll make it work with Brian. We'll what make could it go work? wrong, dude. You and I get together on the weekends and we watch trash films from we the 70s. We certainly do. <laughs> you watched anyway. Mortal Kombat Annihilation with not Christopher Lambert. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't from the 70s. That was from 1997. Felt like it was from the 70s. Might as well have been. Anyway, cost seventy dollars to make it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Monster Hunter World gets a release date. It is January 26, 2018, which is one week after Nino Kuni 2. Monster Hunter World looks rad. I've been kind of like just ignoring that because I'm not really a Monster Hunter yeah, guy. So but Brian and I have had the conversation. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we've, we've had the conversation several times that like I think he and I both, as Nintendo boys, have tried to get into Monster yep. Hunter 12 times yeah. and it just won't click. And this game, I'm stupid excited for it. It looks awesome. Like I just. I think it's a sense of scale because most of the Monster Hunter games have been on uh, traditionally underpowered systems, right? 3DS, PSP. DS, PSP, uh, Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like so the idea that it's this nearly photorealistic giant scaled dragon chasing you through With- this giant open world. Like I'm really excited. What photo of a dragon is it trying to be? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know. That's why it sucks. There's no good photos of dinosaurs. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> no, there are bad photos of dinos. There I are that. I, I know just that. selfies. They were on our Gamescom live show, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I really appreciated about the way they built out this world is the the demo they showed us starts off with this like mother lizard sort of eating something and then carrying it back to her nest and puking it onto the babies and the babies eating it. Yeah. And they they wrote in all these scenarios in which these creatures will interact sort of with their environment and kind of dynamically like climb on things and crawl on things and just eat off of stuff that's like living and growing and i find that so interesting it's not just like a monster standing in a field waiting to get beat up on so that's what i've always i've tried to verbalize this and i think somebody who very much likes monster hunter got mad at me in the comments for it or whatever but I, i think i said something like it's very it's always been very systems heavy with more of an emphasis on like and i don't know stats and and like you're you're attacking a monster and you're stabbing at the leg or whatever but it's more like here's the hitbox for the leg and here's your character with this mm-hmm. weapon that has this damage value this feels like it's actually there's an ecosystem yeah and like all the stuff we saw in that one very like very kind of uh, e3 demo that was very it seemed very like fudged like, oh, it was, yeah, a, it was yeah. bad it was, it was a bad a weird, reveal it was a weird reveal yeah. well there's um, a, i mean there's a inherently a little bit of like a sort of whack-a-mole feel to the gameplay of monster hunter games at least from what i, I you know experienced in the past and that like it's not just like you run up on a guy and you start beating up on him and then you win like you're managing a bunch of different systems and one of them is that your weapon gets dull in the middle of fighting and you have to like kind of pull the side and sharpen it and some people are really into that and for me it's like one system too many that right. it, it starts to get like terrifying well i kind of get that with like i mean the witcher head stuff where you're like oh you're fighting vampires you need you need like vampire oil you yeah need like a special stone for your sword to like make it make it better and there's a little timer in the corner if yep. it's running out yep. which I think is cool but i mean I, I don't know it's i'm this game looks it looks more i don't know tactile i guess like it looks like it's it's you're actually engaging with the world around you as the title would suggest and mm-hmm. also it just seems like a huge huge technical step up in yeah. every, every way so well, a lot of it's based on like actual real world environments not actual real world animals or you know dragon source or whatever but uh they they shot a lot of like stuff in australia and huh. then built levels based on the environment oh that's there. cool so that's right. I think, yeah it's really cool there's also, a lot of cool stuff going the on. the trailer they dropped for tgs is just like i'm like oh this super is super cool yeah, this looks cool. like a lot of story going on yeah. yeah also they're just cats everywhere and they're cooking yeah yeah i that was one thing that kind of turned me off about that trailer is just a furry little cat man mixing up a big stew i mean and it was like that can't be hitting 
hygienic. hygienic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think from like Doesn't a seem from right. like a hygiene perspective, I don't like the cat cooking for me. But right. it, in like a video game, I think it's pretty. But cool. also one of the things that uh, that I saw in the pre Gamescom build uh, in the UK office when I was there, they got a chance to like do an extended preview of it. And there's parts in that game where you will wade through like waist high water to go and hunt something down. And when you do that, your palico, the cat that follows you around. He gets in a little inflatable raft. Oh, that's, that's amazing. great! That's that's incredible. Awesome. Yeah, I, I saw that. that and I was like, sold. Yep. Yeah, that's like yep. that. That's like that puppet that rides around on the dog in Labyrinth. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> See, anyway. he cleans. He cleans himself in the yeah. water, and yeah. he can so cook for you. Just a little splish splash. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's a game about putting like a two foot barbecue meat rack into your backpack and then yeah. pulling it out in the middle of the sun and be like. <laughs> <laughs> I also yeah. think it's coming out at a good time. Like, if this was coming out on October 27th, I, I, I'd be like, all right, I'm probably going to have to put yeah. it to the wayside. I am a little bummed that it's coming out so close to Nino Kuni. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, am I going to have to power through that game? Because I feel like yeah. Monster Hunter, it, like, Nino Kuni, we're probably guaranteed 50 to 60 hours. Yeah. Monster Hunter, I feel like, is going to be way, a way bigger time commitment. Yeah. So it's like, well, which do I choose here? To, like, Nino Kuni looks awesome. It by looks the way. awesome. Yeah, I'm it totally does. lukewarm about it because I love the I love the first one I, so The familiars much. were so yeah. good. I love the little, familiar, little, little Pokemon. So what, don't, play, what don't you I, like about this one? It's so the new one. No you're, you're, playing as, you're playing as humans first right, and foremost, right. so it's kind of a more conventional action RPG in that sense that you're like, here's your party. You're playing as them. Yeah. you got these things that are called like Zwinkles or Donkles or some, some, something, and they're like star people who come out and help you or whatever. And it's kind of like funny. a Pikmin system. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Pikmin rather than Pokemon. Yeah, basically. yeah. I just is, I'm, I, a have lot. You played it? No. It's so it feels really good. The oh, yeah. I'm sure it yeah. does. Yeah, I just miss it because it was like there was this level of like kind of fun Pokemon customization yeah. where you're like, yeah. oh, you got like a, a Totoro with underwear and bat wings that wants to like, and you can feed it little truffles and it'll like, be your I think I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the art direction they took in the overworld. I know it's been really divisive yeah. with people, but um, just the fact that they went with a sort of more like top-down old-school RPG approach with the from going town to town, yeah. area to area. Uh, it's really cool, and there's still like treasures and stuff everywhere. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, I think also the fact that it's it's on current gen is going to be huge because the last one was like, I don't know, it was just the kind of thing where you turn on your PS3 and had to load it up and everything. Yeah. Whereas if I just have it left on and I have like 10 minutes to play, yeah. like yeah. suspending it and popping and it the, up. God, the animation is stunning too. Yeah. 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 Uh, in other news, Shadow of the Colossus, PS4, has a new gameplay trailer. The Still, the release date is the year of 2018. Um, this game looks insane. Yeah. I really didn't expect it to be next year. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely yeah. would have thought this was a, a well, 2019 game. It could still be. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Believe it when you're playing it. So this had the first like actual sort of deep dive gameplay footage of uh, the game because the the E3 reveal was pretty much just a teaser and a hey this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this looks like it is from the ground up a remake. Like it doesn't look like it's just a visual remake. Like there are things with Colossi like busting through walls. I think mm-hmm. it was the, the second Colossi, the second one the under the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like I don't remember that moment uh, yeah. in the original game. So I was talking to Pear about it my, as well, and the two of us were like, did this happen or not? Yeah. And I, I think that that's all new animation. Yeah. yeah. But then one thing is, like, the Colossi looks scary. Like, there was always sort of a sense of dread because, like, they were, you know, the, they were relatively peaceful things yeah. that you were the one who... Yeah. No, I'm, the I'm getting, yeah. like... like uh, Berserk Ava One from Evangelion vibes. Yeah, seriously. Like just this, like, oh, here's this big, t- like, Titanic thing that's kind of not in control of itself. Yeah, which yeah. is a little bit. Mm-hmm. That seems really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, uh, I think adding a level of sort of like fear or menace to them is interesting because mm-hmm. it sort of detracts from the thing you just implying sure. that like well, you do feel like the nuisance in that game. Yeah. Like when you when you come to the lake in that game and there's just that like that giant sort of sea monster colossi like. 
you feel like you disturb this natural habitat yeah. of this like beautiful living Could creature. Could have just left them alone. And then you get on its back and you yank on its hair and you stab it in its yeah. like you know neck heart or whatever. Yeah. And it dies. And you're like, great. No, it's all because thanks. you're selfish and want to save your weird sister. Yeah, this is sleeping. this is Blue Point making this. Uh, right? Is doing yeah. the yeah yeah they're doing they're yeah. pretty much remaking it from the ground up, and they've done a bunch of HD remasters and stuff. Are we worried at all about them? Taking too many liberties with stuff, like of if course, they, if yeah. They shift the tone, yeah. Well, or, I mean, when we first I, heard about this, we we brought up you know the original trilogy and George Lucas and special right, editions. Right. And yeah, stuff. Uh, I, I that's always a concern. I think that like you guys are already sort of like noticing stuff that wasn't there to begin with, and I think you can only go so far with that kind of stuff before you're kind of you know you're talking about a real like twin snake situation. And that's yeah, exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, because like if you can still have the core gameplay be the same but add stuff sort of in the in the margins that manages to totally shift the direction of it sure i think twin it's twin snake straight up broke the gameplay of that game well, because sure was, well but i'm know, talking about like back flipping yeah. over a missile you know yeah yeah, yeah. if like a colossus like or a colossus is crashing through a wall and being like oh more aggro you're like well it's still i'm i'm it, still climbing it myself yeah so. and you do like three cartwheels and they play a crystal method song yeah i'm not, yeah, I'm not into all that <laughs> i guess i didn't know the the changes that they're making will like narratively will be minimal like yeah. i'm assuming we're going to see more more of these sort of intro animations to make that sense of grandeur a little more um uh present yeah uh i'm actually more concerned that they won't make changes to things like the grip meter the way that it controls yeah. the grip meter the camera like the frame rate because even like the game looks gorgeous but even in this trailer you can see some stutter there like, is, that sucks because otherwise there's they, no reason to make this they game. They have to fix the yeah. frame rate because yes. like that game dropped down to like five frames. Yeah, it was yeah. like legitimately yeah. like single digit teens frames. Yeah, yeah, that's no, single that's gotta be digit fixed. teen frames. Um, single digit teen frames. That sounds like a like a discount sunglass store for <laughs> for kids in high school. Um, yeah, so I. I I, I'm totally with you guys. I think the technical issues here are first and foremost the most important things that mm-hmm. have to be fixed. If 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 there's still stutters, if it still like slows to a crawl when you're playing it, and I think you guys are right. Like it, the controls thing is such a weird love it or hate it thing because there are people who swear by it because that's what they got good at. So I, like I, I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but like the I played this game through PlayStation Now uh, last year. Same, you, you, yeah, same. And uh, People that think that the controls are, are swear by the controls are crazy. Like yeah. those controls are just they're very 2007 or whenever that game came out. When did that come out? 2006. I thought no. the Last yeah. Guardian did a better job at modernizing the last them. Felt the same way. Like, well, it was marginally better. Marginally I think better. these are controls that. that are sort of made in a vacuum. Yeah, and it's in the same way that if you can if you screw around in like a regular third person shooter and then you jump over to something like. Uh, I don't know, like Mad Max or or The Last of Us, and you're like, wait, I'm using a, tr- a shoulder button to run. That's odd. I'm not well, using yeah. that at if, all. It feels like, like controlling, like when the, when you go back and play something like Heavenly Sword or Eco, and you go to move the camera, and you're like, oh, they built this camera on a slider. Yeah, it just goes back and forth. And to modern gamers, that is completely insane. Yeah, like it adds something. I mean, that's how you play Telltale games. Yeah, you know, like it makes sense when you're looking into a diorama like p- picture box type thing. But when you're playing like a 3D, you know, big, yeah. big picture action game. It doesn't work like that. So I, yeah, I hope they do modernize it to an extent. I think it's kind of um, like it's not. It's not great that the the game is fifteen dollars and there's one colossi and you have to buy all the. I'm <laughs> no, I got no, so I many people scared. <laughs> I don't see any universe where they don't have like classic control mode and then like 
modern. See, or, that's a or, great solution. Yeah. I like I like that a lot because then you don't have to worry about um, breaking any hearts. Basically, yeah. didn't even I think even the the remaster had that where it was like here's a different. Oh, the one that came out the eco yeah. eco shadow collection. Yeah, I remember. So I, I think, think so. long story short, we want them to make the right changes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with with changing stuff. It's just I think with, with something that is so sort of iconic, changing like story and stylistic things is is much trickier than like technical upgrades. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, people who are like, "Well, and I that, love the old frame rate." That like, story is is so sparse and like so dear that I don't think that they could really take too many liberties without changing it dramatically. Sure. Right, right. I'm super curious. I know Timiko isn't working on this, but I'm super curious by what happens to those people now because we know Ueda he left during. Last Guardian, mm-hmm. and then he like sort of contracted to to help get it through the finish line. Right. Um, but what about the other seventy five hundred people who worked on that game? Not seventy five hundred, seventy five or a hundred. Yeah, right? I'm, um, I mean, I'm hoping that something like this is a good sort of stopgap from a studio shutter or massive layoffs yeah. or anything. Because I mean, the Last Guardian did not perform well no. after all of that, um, which we all anticipated. Even if that game had been the top selling game on NPD for five months in a row, would not it really, would not have yeah. made its money back after yeah. you know a fifty. Year development cycle, <laughs> uh, so this is good because it'll it'll bring some some cash flow into the studio, yeah, and, and I give don't know them an opportunity to do maybe cool. Sony Japan Studio, which we know they released like five six games in the last year. Yeah. Maybe they absorb those people, mm-hmm. bring them on yeah. to, to teams because we. Know- this is like I don't know. I if if I ran a studio like this, which I clearly am incapable of doing, <laughs> but uh, I would I would start doing stuff like merchandising. Like I wish yes. they did more toys. Dude, I wish they did more model kits. Like yeah. I mean, if you could just get a Trico stuffed animal. Yeah, like I mean, I mean so they made yeah, they, they made one of those. They, they were selling um they were selling that at PSX last year, I think. Okay. Yeah. They make um, those. Yeah, they make those. I those mean, are like, cool. Dude, like oh god, like Figma of like the of the Colossi would be so cool. Yeah. 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 Uh I mean just I don't know, the more make more model kits toys. Yeah, I love stuff like that. And I mean they and they sell really well in Japan. There's still a market for that. It's Where's my Funko Pop? Yeah. Ugh, get out of here. Anyway, uh, speaking of model kits and robots in Japan and whatnot, Zone of the Enders 2 is getting a remaster with 4K visuals. Fully playable on PSVR, which is pretty much insane. That's awesome. Uh, I, I hope. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be nauseating because it's first person and you're inside the cockpit and the cockpit in Zone of the Enders is right in the Dunkus. Yeah. yeah. That's where the cockpits are. They're right yeah. in the groinal. Okay. Yep. Right. Nothing you're saying right is bad. In the yeah. So that's the first time I've ever played right VR. Right the gooch. Yeah. So, okay. So, the grundle. Did, which of you guys played Zone of the Enders? Zach? I played a I little bit. Yeah, I played both games, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I know it as the thing that came packed in with the Metal Gear Solid yeah, 2. Sure. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, most of us did. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zone, uh, Zone of the, the original Zone of the Enders, fine. Zone of the Enders 2, is really, really cool game. Good. Yeah. Really good game, yeah. I'm surprised it's, you didn't play it because it has like... I don't like I don't like the for mechs. a man that wants really? the big robot. Yeah. You don't like what? I don't like the mechs. I'm like really I'm really fussy about mechs. Like I'm very like there's like Are they ha- too pointy for you. They're too point. They're too like they're too fancy. Like they're too yeah. like they're too like ballerina. Mechs. Yeah, they're. I mean, I'm cool with some of those. It like, looks like a like a weird pencil case kinda, what I, with a bunch of I don't know pen it's, caps and st- stuff sticking out. They're weird. Looking. I'm like that. I, like half half the Gundam series out there. I'm like Mm-mm, no, thank you. I don't like it. It's not grounded enough. But I'm like. That one makes sense, and it does, they, they, none of them makes sense. It's why I couldn't get in. Honestly, why I couldn't get into Pacific Rim. I didn't like the designs of the. the yeah. Well, yeah, those designs. Yeah. Are bad. See, those ones I like because yeah. they're they're like kind of like they're they look like machines still, you know. And you can kind of be like, I could see how somebody would design that. And yeah, you love Evangelion. I was going to say you're an Evangelion fan. Well, that's a long. That's another story entirely. Now it's Evangelion. Basically, big old cyborgs. But anyway, <laughs> sure. Um, spoilers if you haven't seen that. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a man in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> large, large, angry boy. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, 
I don't know. It's just I, I they always were they look like very pointy and they're they're like ice skating around in like in space, but it's also cyberspace and there's mm-hmm. all this like weird AR stuff and it just seemed like such a far cry from like I don't know, Metal Gear Rex being this big lumbering sure. like sure. tank thing. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, which I would totally play a VR game of, by the way. Oh god, yeah. That would be incredible. Yeah. yeah. Just I mean, take that take that part from from five where that the, like, Oh, that'd be yeah, oh, that'd be just, really just do that. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, think that VR. I think Can the you... interesting thing about this is that Konami is reissuing yeah, a thing sorry, that yeah. Kojima worked on. That's, I think, the hugest thing here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and is not... his name going to be somewhere in this game? Yeah. Um, it has to be, right? Yeah. So one of the I don't know. Two, will, it say, will, it, will it say Lord and Miller at the beginning of the Han Solo movie? Like, who knows yeah. with these things anymore? But the reality is, is that these IPs... Uh, sort of usurp the people who worked on them yeah. and the creators behind them. So that's just something it, we have a tough time dealing with that as 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 sort of content consumers. And I know that the backlash around uh, Metal Gear Solid, what is it, online survive survive, survive. Uh, has been has been heated and justifiably because that you, it, it get it gets all tangled with like the HR issues and then them cutting off like uh, health care for people and stuff like that. Sure. Just gets ugly. But if you're working on this game and it looks cool, then like yeah. Yeah, I want to give it a chance, like, but it sucks to have to sort of like, you know, dance I mean, around yeah. all that stuff. I would love so much if we got, I, I don't know, like if they started putting out like a Metal Gear Greatest Hits Hall of Fame, and it's like here are sections of all of the Metal Gear games redone in the Fox Engine. You know, like here's here's a chunk of of here's awesome. the t- yeah here's the, the here's the tanker yeah. here's the the first part of uh, I don't know going to going to Outer Heaven in the first game yeah like, yeah totally modern setting and I'm yeah. probably never going to get that but. I, mean, I, I, th- I think you'll sooner see them go in a new direction because that specifically is like stepping on sacred ground there. That is like Kojima is so They made a snake eater pachinko them. machine. In I don't think, I think I think that's such yeah. a deviation that it doesn't matter. That's like have you ever, like to go in a pachinko parlor you have to be insane anyway. <laughs> like I'll be like, honest, they are some of the most threatening buildings I've ever yeah. been in in my life. I mean to to revisit any of just the the stuff I love about about the Metal Gear series on PS4 in that in that engine from Phantom Pain because Phantom Pain is such a such a goddamn good game that yeah. going back to the other ones after that is really difficult. Right. Um, I was just like I was like daydreaming about that game on the on the on the train on the way to work this morning. It's mm-hmm. like it's so it's so good. Yeah. And like on that basis, like I'm excited about Survive because it's like it's the same some, core some game more play, of that. Yeah. Effectively, yeah. right. I hate the weird zombie men, but like the cordyceps. Cordyceps yeah. are coming. Back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, anyway. I, I'm Zone of the Enders too. Uh, I. It's kind of a nice little glimmer that there's like that Konami's not just completely axing anything yeah. versus Kojima. On also, it. side well, note, like I was going to say real quick, like it's kind of amazing we've never seen that business model kind of ever again. Of like, oh, you want to play this demo or you want to play this like vertical slice yeah. of this new game coming out? Uh, check out this completely different thing. Yeah. You can we only s- get it here. Well, we I mean, that's what everyone associated with, with crack. Like the first Crackdown came with the Halo Three beta. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We had that with uh, uh, Episode to Sky. Like yeah, last year. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. Go, f- go as far back as like Brave Fencer Musashi came with the Final Fantasy VIII yeah, demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You had to play uh, Type Zero HD to get yeah, the I to think get, City I think we still get yeah. right here and there. there. I think I, that's even how I played that stupid game Pac Man Verse, which ended up being really fun. Yeah. Was I had to buy like some weird Namco game called like iNinja or something like GameCube? that. For GameCube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird stuff like that where it's just like totally sideways from what what you're actually expecting when you buy the yeah, I'll, I'll buy I'll buy some trash if I get to play a little slice of something I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call Zone of the Enders trash. <laughs> I know. Sure. I do like the game. One of the things that sh- strikes me about Zone of the Enders on PSVR is that it works narratively. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think it's really it's a really smart game to bring to VR because mm-hmm. you're physically putting yourself in a different space. 
just as the character is to control a giant robot like Jehuti. Yeah. Jehuti. It's also good to see support for this thing. Can you? PSVR, period. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, and I know games come out every single week. We, you know, we've admittedly been sort of lacking in checking those out because we've been pretty scattered here. Mm -hmm. But uh, we get the question a lot almost every single week when we ask for questions for the show. And people are like, would you recommend a PSVR now? And I'm, I'm always like, like, I, the the experiences I had when that thing launched are priceless. Like the 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 ten or fifteen like just amazing games on there are like there's nothing like there's yeah. nothing like them. You know, playing through I think uh, like uh, Batman the first time it was it was so so special to yeah. me. But right now in this day and age, like it's hard to say jump in there at the current price. We've seen some deals recently and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd we'll, get, see. we'll get people who are like, hey, uh, should I get this Vita for 100 bucks on Craigslist or whatever? And I'm like, yes, yeah. of course, go yeah. for it. But yeah. it's That's also no like, question. you're not really investing in a future. You're investing in a, in a library. In a legacy. You know? yeah. yeah, I think with this specifically, you're dealing with a, 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 a system, a console, effectively, that mm-hmm. is less than a year old. Yeah. That is still sort of fighting to prove itself sure. amidst the entire landscape of, of VR, period. Yeah. So I love that thing. I just... It's just that much more of a hassle to use, you know. It's got a bunch of cords and stuff. I got to find the headphones and like wipe off the screen and stuff. That might be my biggest barrier for it, actually. That and the fact that like there's still no like sophisticated solution for uh, having it work with a PS4 Pro makes it so when I sit down to play a PlayStation game, I want it to look as best as possible. If I want to pop over and do some VR stuff, like I'm finagling HDMI cords in my cabinet, and that's stupid. Like that's a stupid thing to have to do. Yeah, fix it. I think the convenience of, of gaming is like that's such a key thing to like it. I mean, the Nintendo Switch is a perfect example of that. That it's just are you playing at home? Are you playing on the go? Whichever, you just grab you know, it, you just swap it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, I and, love and rest mode and exactly. PS4. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. That's that's totally like changed how I play games because like I'll be like, oh, I have to go do something. Well, I don't have to save and, and exit and shut down and everything, and I'm not yeah. worried about losing progress. Um, so there's no sense of like. I don't know buyer's remorse in that sense, and, mm-hmm. and VR doesn't hasn't quite reached that point yet. You know, it's still like just that much more to set up. It's the but same I mean, thing. Like, look at Netflix. Like, it remembers the the second of the episode exactly. you're yeah. watching, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you pick up on a on your phone or a separate device, and it's like you were here. Yeah, and I mean, it's so it's so like pampered to be like oh convenience is important but i mean like i don't know if i put on a vr hat and put in headphones and i like get all calibrated and every like you have to calibrate it you know and then if like then the dog's like i gotta go i gotta go dunk outside you're like well now i have to take off my hat and Mm -hmm. deal with this it's also the thing of like when you turn it on the if you like i i I know with mine you can't wear it for like the first five or six minutes without it getting fogged up you have to like give it a second Mm -hmm. and it's also like your move controllers use a separate charging cable than your ps4 dual shock why why is it fogged up you got steamy eyes no it's just does heating up it's yeah it's get it's getting ready to do some cool stuff in space yeah pre- oh like a turkey mm-hmm. yeah you got to spit in it like a scuba goggles and just rub it around oh, in the I'm water sure what you were yeah. over there whoa <laughs> um anyway scuba gear anyway let's uh speaking speaking of of PSP, as far yeah. this uh uh the, <laughs> the hit iphone game neko Itsumi kitty collector is getting a PSVR version? God. Mm-hmm. What? At like three in the morning, Andrew was writing news for this, and I think I got a text, and he was like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah. I'm drunk and asleep. Please. He don't. tweeted He tweeted out last night, and he was like, finally, a reason for me, Andrew Goldfarb, <laughs> to buy a PS4. Did I'm, you guys the cat I'm, game? I'm so interested in this because I love. Uh, I Little lo- kittens? Well, no, I, I, you know, animals are great, but I love PSVR stuff or VR stuff in general that's so like hyper stylized. Oh, yeah. And this game is almost entirely hand drawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, how does that translate to a sort of 3D VR experience? 
experience. For those of you not in the know, this game is about basically living in a weird Japanese apartment and collecting cats and accessories for them. Yeah. And then the more you take care of them and the better you do, it's sort of like Nintendogs. You start uh, amassing this small army of animals that live with you. Yeah, you, get like, you get like weird samurai cat and mm-hmm. like, and just other... I don't fat know, like cat. Cat. Yeah, fat cat. cat run? Yeah, well, Tubbs, cat run. Tubbs is, the, is the worst one. He shows up and he'll just eat all the food. So he's like kind of like he'll yeah, but in VR you can, you can swat him away with the move control. So what is this? What, what the hell is this game in VR? Because like, are you just hanging out in that? I house don't know. Or? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's exactly what Brian was describing. It's it's the game, but in VR. I mean, yeah. it's going to be like, like you're in a cartoon. I which I think is cool. How that works. My my guess is you can sort of like um, manipulate stuff around the room. Yeah, and yeah. point and click at different corners of the room and go there. It'd be um, cool if it had sort of a job simulator aspect where you could sort of. Interact with everything in the room, and like you know, maybe you could do a nice pet on a cat. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the pet dogs had that with you, you rubbing the screen, so throwing the here. bottle at the cat, or yeah, the dog, whatever. I mean, on the plus side, like if you're watching this at home and you're like, "That's not for me," like you have to understand that this is a tremendously popular game, or at least was for a long time. Yeah. So seeing this kind they're of support making a coming, movie? they're making a movie. Yeah, they made a movie in Japan. Yeah, it's called Garfield. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> this is a tremendously popular game in Japan, and seeing that kind of support come to PSVR is cool. is is great. Mm-hmm. And like it, you know, like I always say, like. You see stuff like that happen, it means that other stuff's going to come over and then it just gets better for everybody. So Yeah. No, I like to hear that. It's also just, it's the strangest leap. Like, go, if you've got an iPhone or whatever, go download this right now and check it out. It's free to play. It's a super weird little goofy game. But, like, it's also so, so far removed from what I expect a, a VR experience mm-hmm. to be like. Yeah. So... That's odd. Like, yeah. I don't know what the... These cats are flat, hand-drawn cats, so I don't know what happens when you walk behind one of them. If you have, like, at a certain angle, they disappear. It's just like a piece of, bunch of, piece yeah, of paper. Say, yeah. It'd be really funny if it was like Paper Mario where you could just see... Where yeah. if you turn to the side, they go invisible. You're like, oh, my God! Whoa, what happened to that cat? <laughs> cats do that sometimes. They'll just turn invisible. You That's know, true. You never know where they went. They were in the hamper. Anyway, uh, there's also Japan Studio VR Music Festival, which is... What is this? It. I wrote down, it's PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, but with songs... <laughs> Because they, didn't, they haven't really showed gameplay, but it's like they showed uh, it was the, the the image was starring Cat from Gravity Rush and the what's his name Toro, like the little cat mascot boy. Have they confirmed that it's oh, the Onion Cat? I always call him Onion Cat. You can call him Onion Cat. You can yeah. call him anything you want. He's Toro though. His name's Toro. Call, you call him what you want to call him. Man. I, I mean, am gonna call him his name. <laughs> I call him Meowmers. Um, but no, like, did they actually say this is a game or? It's a PSVR thing. It could also. Just, it sounded like it was an experience. experience I, just, I yeah. read like a. I don't know, like a single blurb on it. But like, oh, like that thing I did where the elephant peed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. first party yeah. zoo game. Experience, yeah, yeah. That's so good. I mean, I think that's to be for this to be like a full fledged game. Seems I just in terms of how it's sort of branded, like to open it up with like, oh, it's the Japan, it's Japan Studio. That's kind of like a casting a wide net. But but also, uh, does that mean Parappa is going to be like if this is a music festival? That that dog better rap for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. want to sit That's there. Another, like dog. He seems like a perfect. I fit. want him to aggressively rap at me. That's another flat two D animal that if you look at from the side in VR, he'll vanish. He'll just uh-huh. No, he was in the hamper. Max already said the dog's no, the, the not dogs, in there. No, they just go out in the yard outside. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the big question is, where's Bloodborne two? Because that's the thing that you were all hoping for. Yeah, we were texting each other about this yesterday, yeah. being like, is it worth? Sti-? I was asking you guys if you guys had any clues because I would. To- I was totally going to stay up till midnight if there was going to be a Bloodborne two thing. Eh, no. Yeah, I don't know when we. I don't know if there's ever going to be a Bloodborne. Yeah, there's going to be a Bloodborne. How yeah. could there not be? That's yeah. like one of the best selling games on PS4. Yeah, but then we don't know. Like, is it going to be from Soft? Because or does Sony retain the rights to this? And can Japan Studio make that? Maybe that's what the cat, the Japan Studio VR Music Festival is. Maybe the 
the uh, Vicar Amelia is one of the things mm-hmm. just singing a good tune. Oh, that would there. be great. That'd be great. They're like, hey, great news, everybody. It's all your favorites. There's a, there's a lady and there's a cat and there's this nightmare. <laughs> yep. yeah. there's, yeah. that, there's that toilet full of hands. It's yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> those little those little like weird clay babies that hang out. In the, yeah. in the Miranda bird, loves bird those. Bath. She's like, they're adorable. I'm like, how are we having they're this so conversation? Disgusting. They're, they're so they gross to me. If they were like the mice from Babe. But TGS is still still happening. Maybe there'll be some... There's also Paris Games Week and PSX. That's other things they have a like so you're saying there's a chance i I mean you would have imagined tgs was the place but they're going hard in paris next month and then uh, i mean psx last year was where we got the reveals for uh lost legacy and for last of us 2 right right so maybe they do well that's true if if last year's any indication they're trying to make psx a much bigger event Mm -hmm. and so if that's the case, then I could definitely see them holding the, the reveal for Blood Bowl yeah. 2. Yeah, and have it be like mm-hmm. a teaser, the full reveal at uh, E3, E3, like gameplay stuff, and then out yep. in the fall. Yeah. Bloodborne <laughs> was... It goes out next fall. Oh, God, yeah. Ooh, dang. Bloodborne was... Um, oh, it's, first of all, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Second of all, it's been like dirt cheap on yeah. PlayStation. Oh, there's, it always dropped down to like 10 or 15. Yeah, yeah. there's been like flash sales for it. Uh, it's. It, I cannot recommend recommend this game enough. And even like... I know you're probably like if you're like I I don't play the Souls games or whatever like doesn't this is, matter. it yeah. doesn't matter like it whoops your ass for the first few hours and then if you just stick with it it is the, the I was describing to you guys yesterday like the sense of wonder of turning a corner in that game to me mm-hmm. is kind of unmatched on anything on PlayStation yeah. like there's dread and fear yeah. and there's this thrill of surviving an environment that you're walking into the, for the first time and just that the sort of like sort so, sort of like sheer creative terror that happens yeah. when you walk into an area and you're like what the f- yeah. is that yeah, yeah it's what like, is that it's like the the gothic action horror equivalent of how you feel in the witness when you're like what's going on here yeah. i'm gonna use my brain whereas with that you turn the corner and you're like oh my god where, there's a I hidden do? area in that game that you don't even have to do that's like oh, straight Kane up castle that's straight yeah. up the best castlevania game yeah. made in yeah. like 15 Kane years so like good. i need to go back to that game yeah, god, yeah. It's so good. Like, i played, so good. I played that for a few hours and i was like this game is kicking my ass and i i, I don't know and i i then I walked away from it, and I did that thing like when you, I don't know, like if you go to a carnival and you suck at a game and you don't get the prizes, and you like go home from the carnival and you're like, next time I'll do better. I keep having that where I'm right, like right. mentally being like, here's what I need to do differently. It's the game, been- the game doesn't teach you how to level up at the beginning. You have to go fight the first boss, die, and, die then, first boss, yeah. and, and then you go go talk to the doll, and you can start leveling up from there. You spend the first two hours grinding, and then you are just awesome yeah and then all of a sudden the entire game opens up to you and no one it, no it, it's like it doesn't tell you that it's sort of like to throw back it's like to to play kid icarus on the nes yeah. no one told you that game was an rpg mm-hmm. like right. you have to grind in that game and like I, you play it like a platformer and you're like this game sucks mm-hmm. so if you play bloodborne like it's an action game like it'll whoop your ass and you'll walk away you have to treat it kind of like an rpg yeah. and it's just i mean it's definitely an rpg yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean revisiting definitely. like i'm revisiting it by watching prepare to try yeah I'm getting mm-hmm. all those like ptsd feelings again like yeah. when you get to certain bosses, I'm like, oh no. That sense of dread is a an uncommon thing that occurs, I feel like, in video games as an adult. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember specifically like in Resident Evil 2, just every corner that I turned, I was ah. like, oh God, yeah. what is gonna be around this corner? And then you do it and you're like, oh, okay, something's here yeah. or something's mm-hmm. not. And like I that that's what Bloodborne brought for yeah. me was that same like sweatiness. You know? I had a little I, bit of that in the yeah. first half of Resident Evil 7. Dude, I I, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like grinding in the first hour of that game. In that little town area, yeah. Yeah. repeatedly for so long, 
Uh, I could do that part blindfolded. I knew yeah, exactly yeah. when that one piece of garbage with the cleaver would pop out from behind that garbage yeah. can. Yeah. And it's, it was a jump scare that was scripted, and I actually like would prompt it so I could get the blood from him or whatever yeah. you have to do in that game. Yeah, you got <laughs> and, the blood. Yeah, you got that blood. And it still, it still caught me off guard like one yeah. out of five yeah. times. Yeah. Well, it's just got just that much sort of wiggle room of, of not jank, but like unpredictability. I yeah. Feel like. and the the yeah. world's actually engaging with you directly. Dude, there's this like weird drunk swagger to so many of the enemies in that game too like you just see this dude like dragging this like metal like wrench behind him or something or like a big a sheath or like there's that part where you come up to that door and there's like you hear this banging noise and you come around on the backside and there's just this like giant this giant and you're like do i let him know i'm here because he'll kill me and then if you beat him you turn the corner and you meet these dogs for the first time right beyond that there's those those limp birds I love that game. Make no. another one. So I, what I love about that is the sense of this. God, sense I love of, that game. Sense of space. Yeah. Like even aside from the challenge and the, and, the, and the dread that goes with it, but the sense of not exploration, not level design, but just an entirely grounded, fleshed out world. And that's such a rarity mm-hmm. like to have something like that. That doesn't just feel like a hub world or a menu or just something like a hallway that serves a purpose. Like, that's what I love about Phantom Pain is there are so many areas of that game that I like. I remember them like physical places I went. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah. I have dreams about that part where you go to Code Talk or up that waterfall, like that right. river. And there's just those like those snipers like pegging you off. And then there's a bunch of dudes loading boxes or something. And like, like I can picture that in my mind, yeah. like a physical place I went to. Isn't that weird? I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that so much. That's so cool. I don't I mean, really get that with a lot of like old school games, right? Yeah. I mean, I think about like Hyrule Field every now and then. But when you go back as an adult, it feels so small in comparison. Right. But yeah, that there's like sections of Bloodborne that I think about and they haunt me. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like like that that part with all the hyena cages. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I think about walking through that area like at night. Like I'll turn a corner in a city at night by myself. What if they're hyena cages? And I'm like, who knows? Well, do you ever <laughs> Maybe. Have, like, growing up, did you ever have like a neighbor whose house you saw a whole bunch of times and then one day you got invited over and yeah. suddenly you saw the inside of their house and you're like, oh, this is what it's like. I yeah. suddenly know what the inside of your house looks like. Yeah. yeah. Or like working a job where you're like, oh, I've been to the pizza place a bunch of times. And then they're like, welcome to the kitchen. Here's your first day on the job. And you're like, this is an entirely new yeah. area. Yeah. And there's that sense of sort of unlocking the, yeah. the place that you're in. I just, I just love that. Yeah. And sometimes it messes it up for you. Like you and me went out to dinner with our significant others on Saturday night. And like my wife went into the back to use the bathroom and she was like, don't look in the kitchen. It's horrible. And we were like, but that was an amazing meal. And she was like, there's crab shells everywhere. And I'm like, Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodborne is just a health code violation. That's true. Yeah. Crab battle. Yeah. That's a good thing to yell before they shut down a restaurant. <laughs> Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ultimately, I mean, this sort of heaping of praising on the first game, like, obviously we want a sequel super bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it is sort of a bummer to not hear about it. And I think Marty and I specifically, every big game show that comes up, we're like, this is it. This is, gonna this be is, be Bloodborne. This is where yeah. we get Bloodborne. Yeah. And yeah. then it just not happening and yeah. not happening. But you also have to keep in mind that game came out fairly recently and they made Dark Souls 3 and shipped that in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, they mm-hmm. made, well, they were in production on Dark Souls 3 sure. before. Um so yeah, we we might hear about it in the fall. It might be a ways down the road before yeah. we do. You know, I could very easily after Dark Souls, Dark Souls Three, Bloodborne, uh, I, I could very easily see Miyazaki and from from wanting to take a break from either of those franchises. Well, I just want something then. Like, yeah. If it's not Bloodborne, I want something with his name on it. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have to replay that game. I mean, I think I'll wait until we're just far enough removed from how long it's been. I, it's been a couple of years now. I tried to replay it relatively recently uh using my new game plus okay 
Super very hard. hard. Very Super hard. hard. Couldn't even get past the first boss, and I was like, nah. Oh, really? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to restart. So, I think yeah. I might do the same and just yeah. pick a different weapon, like go yeah. with a different direction with sure. my, like, you know, items and suits yeah. and garbage. But mm-hmm. yeah, can I want to go beat up those hyenas. Zach, can we talk, can we talk about this game really quick? <sighs> yeah, we can yes, talk about it. You guys can talk about Destiny. Hello there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games at gamefly.com. You pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time and they also offer movie rentals too. Go to gamefly.com slash far beyond and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting Gamefly.com slash far beyond. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. All right. Zach, it's so good. Uh, I'm happy you're happy. Can I start, please? Yes. All right. Um, So the thing about Destiny is I love this game. (laughs) So good. It's unbelievable. Like So you were very experienced in vanilla destiny because you did beta yeah because you did the ign first yeah so that's all that. i played i spent like i lived and breathed that beta for a month yeah and i played a lot of vanilla destiny up to and including the first raid because that was the only game i had for my playstation 4 mm-hmm. when i when i bought it so it was a <laughs> you're really stressing me out uh <laughs> i don't know i'm not i'm intently listening uh, to you I, I think that i think that all the things that i i that didn't work for me in Destiny, uh, the original Destiny, have, are totally rectified and click for me in Destiny 2. And since its launch, holy macaroni have I spent a lot of time playing yeah. this game. So it's the only game that I've played in... Well, I've played, a, I've played quite a bit of Metroid as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it's the only PlayStation game that I've played in two full weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the first game since Zelda, and then the first game... Like Zelda was the first game in a very long time that I've literally played every single day. Yeah, is this every a, day? I'm yeah. like, okay, it's 9:30. That means I can get a solid two hours in. Is, is this like a serious game of the year contender for you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think so. Honestly, it's probably, like, it's probably number two for me right now. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I'm going to be talking about it in the same vein. I, I talk about Persona and Breath of the Wild and Hellblade. Honestly, but it's Horizon. Everyone it's, forgets Horizon. Yeah, Horizon. Horizon. As well. Don't I, well, Horizon. I think we're going to remember it again when Frozen Wilds comes up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Destiny to me, yeah, as someone who I made fun of the fire attack. Uh, fire, team, fire team, fire team, tat, <laughs> the fire team, fire chat, uh, team. guys for years. Yeah, and then I yeah, Marty and I both issued them formal apologies. Apologies, <laughs> and I was just like, I'm sorry, guys. Also, if you want like much more in depth Destiny talk, listen to Fire Team Chat. Like yeah. they are, they're they're done with the raid. They're they're already on Destiny three. You know who else is done with the raid? This guy. We don't want the raid on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'm addicted to this game the same way I was addicted to Persona in that I sit down, I start playing, and then all of a sudden I realize it's 10 hours. Yeah. Like literally 10 hours. My, my Saturday, I sat down, I got coffee at 9 a.m., and then all of a sudden it was 7 p.m., and I'm like, I need to leave in yeah. the outside because I've, I don't know what just happened. Um, it made me – I forget because I didn't play so much of the first Destiny that uh, Bungie literally has the best first-person shooter on a console feel. Yeah, oh god. Um, from, it's so it's such a rewarding feeling. Yeah. You think it feels like, better than like say Call of Duty for example? Yes, I think yeah. I think I think from Halo 1 to 2 to 3 to ODST to Reach um, and then that same sort of tactile feeling is here where every gun feels wonderful. Pistols feel incredible. Auto rifles feel incredible. Sniper rifles feel incredible. Swords feel incredible. It just 
it feels the way you think this gun would feel, which is weird because I've never fired a gun. I've certainly never fired like a laser gun. Yeah, in um, space. In at space. A, at yeah. a blob or whatever. Exactly. You're fighting that um, but everything feels great. It's the constant drip feeding of every the, the reward cycle mm-hmm. is, is perfect. And you don't have to, like, everyone kind of scared me of, like, you're going to have to grind in order to get to the raid. Mm-hmm. And I got to light level, like, 270 just by playing naturally. Yeah, well, that's like, that's like oh, I want to I try heroin, but I'm scared of the needle. It's like, yeah, y- yeah but the thing that you get is worth it. People can, really like it. You can it. eat yeah. it. Yeah, Charlie Gum didn't lost. No, I mean, <laughs> Lord. Um, no, I mean, like, I remember playing the first one and being like, okay, so they did not really hire a story team, yeah. but they definitely hired, like, a feedback loop team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They absolutely hired psychologists yep, to be yeah. like, how do we get them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, something that really turned me off about it. And that's not to say that it's bad. I think it just after a certain point when I sort of identified it, I was like, oh, it's it's not the end result I'm after. It's the sort of, it's the this, the constant, the cycle, right. Right, yeah. you know? Right. Well, I think what Destiny does that's really interesting uh, as an RPG, and this is a mechanic that probably has existed in 100 MMOs before it that I've just not sure. been aware of because I'm not an MMO guy. Um, the way that you level in the game, it, it just promotes this sense of exploration and this sense of like, even though you're doing a lot of the same tasks multiple times, which they are better about in Destiny mm-hmm. 2 than they were in the first one. There are a lot more options of how to go about exploring the world mm-hmm. rather than just doing the same patrols or something like that. Like the, you have public events, you have you have uh, the aforementioned patrols. There's adventures and stuff yeah, that you can strikes, do. Like strikes, still quests. Yeah. yeah. So there's a ton of di- variation in the stuff that you can do to try and and work your way up. But it's also like Marty made it to 270, which is really impressive because I feel like the soft cap for this initial. Uh, 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 launch window is 265 and once you mm-hmm. get to 265 your progression slows way way down and that's sort of what separates the wheat from the chaff right like once you get to 265 then you have to start thinking about like what of my items can i upgrade to try and increase so the way that it works is like it takes an average for all your gear as far as i understand it mm-hmm. and you're like okay what can i do to this gun to increase to increase it by a few points to bring my overall average up and increase right. my light level or my power level from 265 to 266 or 268. Which and gives you me just, the chance of getting an exotic go, drop that's a couple levels higher than Right, yeah. so you get you get these like incremental boosts, and then it's like you get to a point where I was stuck at 270, 271 for like three days, and I played for a few hours each night, and it was like nothing, 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 and I was getting so frustrated, and then... Something dropped and it jumped me up from 271 to 273, and those two points, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two points, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah." And God. it's that so kind is, of reward. Like, is that luck of the draw? Uh, it's a, a little, little bit, bit RPG, but also doing but the smart, also like doing the smart events, yeah. like knowing what to do. Uh, this is also one of those games that it like one of the reasons I like it so much is the communication I'm having with other people, like in the game and Wait outside of the game, the talking about Holy it. I am so stoked to play the raid. Um, yeah, and the story, like you mentioned, the story of Destiny 1 was but The story mode, like the campaign of this is pretty good. You know the whole like, mom, mom, watch my dive, and then you screw up the dive kind yeah. of thing? I feel like Destiny did that with me, and everyone's like, Destiny, 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 and I'm like, all right, I'll try Destiny. And it was like, I don't know, I played the when it first came out, and I know it's better than that, and then I watched you playing for a while, and you just well, did a public event, and yeah. I was like, I don't, know, I don't know, this looks like more of the same stuff I wasn't into. And it's like, whenever the thing happens that makes you fall in love with it, yeah. A, I'm not playing it, but also, I, I don't know, I'm just not there for it. What, yeah. What's right. nuts to me is like, I played... I don't know, probably 80 to 100 hours of the original Destiny, which in the grand scheme of games is not a ton of Destiny compared to like 
CJ or Sean Finnegan who've put thousands of hours into it, I'm mm-hmm. sure. One of those um, men has multiple children. I don't yeah. know how. Yeah. I mean, he's, I know how he made them, but I don't know how they're okay no, with he's his kind father of a, just he's playing He's kind of the game. exception to the rule. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. up with that. Um, just like puts them under a laundry basket with rocks on it. Yeah, maybe they're just very smart. They can drive <laughs> and stuff. Ram crackers or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know how it works. Boy for sale. <laughs> but ultimately, the the... Even the, with the amount of hours that I put in, I felt like I didn't understand that game mm-hmm. at all. Couldn't understand its systems. Like, couldn't figure it out. I, I wrote an article for IGN uh, after the Taken King came out that's like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I have no no idea what oh, yeah. this is. Yeah. Right, um, right. And uh, this one, the sequel does such a better job at explaining at least how to get to the soft cap. Mm-hmm. Like, at least shows you, like, there's ways that you can figure out how to get to one level and then like marty was saying it's that that sense of community that sense of like camaraderie where you're like okay i'm here what do i need to do to get to this thing and like last night cj and i stayed late to do the raid to finish the raid because i tried it on saturday and just like crashed and burned like it was not good sure um but i was at like my power levels at like 273 and cj was like i'll take you in with a group of like pros we'll run this raid you can hang with us, and then when you get out of it, you'll have bumped up because of the gear that you get there. And so now I'm at like 277, and it's like such a rewarding feeling because now that my average is higher, that means that higher level gear will drop on me so I can move up faster. Yeah. And so it's like it's this perfect feedback. This it's like when they give, they give rich people iPods at yeah. like at parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind yeah, of. There's just say like the, the, the level system, it's up with soft cap or the cap is like level 20 or whatever currently. Oh, that's, yeah, level doesn't really right. matter. It's right, right. Level. That's so yeah. weird to me because like I think. You're grinding away at a game. You're, you're working your level, but then you get to like the, the light, and it's like it sounds like a credit score. Yeah, a little bit. It yeah. like there's a lot of weird factors in play, sure. and but you like, maybe don't. But like, there's also, there's also an interesting like mentor mentee. Like CJ helped you through the raid, and then you're gonna help me through the raid. Yeah. Like there's an interesting like paying it forward kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. someone so, helped you get something cool that was a little bit out of your reach, but once you get there, you're gonna look back. And are you guys you. are you guys gonna stick with this one for a long time to come? No, or I don't like, think so. how, like how do you feel? I'm you're, like all in. On yeah, this. you're all yeah. in. So like, I feel. One of the things that one of the things that's tough about a game like Destiny, and this hit me really hard with the first one, is that once you drop off, everyone gets so far ahead of you that it's like, I would want to do the raids in the original Destiny, but people would be like, oh yeah, you can totally do it with us. All you got to do is get to light level 350, and it'd be like, that's impossible for me right, right. now. Like, I'd have to play all day, every day for two weeks to even get to the point where I can hang with you guys. Well, that's like, where that's- it's, it kind of sucks for me right now, because I have like a, you know, sort of like, I, I guess like loose, maybe want to play this game a little bit. And then like you guys have just like skyrocketed so far ahead that if I was to start today, I'd be like, hey, I just got some shin pads or whatever. <laughs> I'd be like, get out of here, loser. I think we missed the boat, dude. Yeah, I think we missed the boat. Well, I mean, this, we do the boat together. I had this happened with, with uh, Borderlands 2, I think. Where yeah, Borderlands I, is a good one for somebody that. Was, yeah. Somebody was like, hey, uh, like you gotta, I gotta, you gotta check this out. And I was just like to the party on it, and I jumped in, and this, I had a bunch. Of, I was like, "Hey, somebody, come help me out!" And this guy was like, "Here's a bunch of high level guns," and I was like, "Well, that doesn't seem fun. You're just leaving stuff on the ground for me to pick up. I don't know how I feel about that." Yeah, right. I don't right. know. Yeah, then then you miss the entire trajectory that they had, where they're just like, "Yeah, we had garbage guns, and then we got good guns, and then we got great guns, and you just walk in, and we get these like pity guns." Yeah, pity that sucks. <laughs> Have my old hand me downs, you know? I don't know. It's also the fact that to to worry about like falling behind the pack it's sort of like a peer pressure system well what's funny is like (laughs) cj i was talking to cj about it early because destiny came out on a week during a week where i was on vacation and so for the first day on whatever tuesday whenever i got the game 
I played it for a few hours, like, yes, yeah, sure feels like Destiny. And then the second day, I played it like all day, made it a long way through the story campaign, and was like, oh, I'm really digging this. And I was texting CJ, I was like, hey, I really enjoy this game. He's like, hey, if you really want to get into it, like, be prepared to, to commit 20 to 30 hours a week to this game if you want to like keep up with everybody. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, that's stupid. Like, I'll never do that. Now I'm like, Okay, let's see. If I if I stay in on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I uh, if I stop dating I anybody, like, yeah, if I give like half of my Sunday, I could probably get to twenty hours, which might be enough to keep me in the. Oh my loop. god, that's yeah, a second. That's a side job. It's yeah. bad news. Yeah, I got it real bad for this game. So I don't know how long that'll last for me. Twenty hours. But I also feel like I also feel like the way that the first Destiny worked and that it was a little bit cyclical, at least as, from an outside perspective, is that like, yeah, you jump in, you do your your. Uh, the game resets essentially every Tuesday, so you go in and you do your milestones, and you do all, find as many Ingrams as you can or whatever, and then you kind of like hang back for a little while. Maybe you'll jump in an hour or so a day, and like that's fine. But also, I work at a company where I talk about video games all day, so mm-hmm. it's not feasible for me to stick with one thing forever unless I only want to be a member of Fireteam Chat. Right, and, right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, they they do a really good job of honing in on that, you know, Jack and that wasn't Master criticism of one. on Fireteam Chat. No, no, for sure. That's yeah. it's what it's I mean, what there's they, a reason it's our do. only show that focuses on a single game. Yeah, it's what it's yeah. what they do. It's what they're excellent at, and and they find the time for it. Whereas, like you know, like on NVC last week, we covered like fourteen different games, yeah. seven of which I'm actively playing. Right, like, it gets tricky. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's I I think I'm glad you told me that because that just push me away even further (laughs) you just saved me dozens of my personal trainer this morning was like it'd be good if you could work out about four or five hours a week and i'm like what are you goddamn crazy (laughs) and you're like how about 30 of sitting on the couch and i'm like actually that sounds a little easier yeah but no Uh, i'm glad you guys are enjoying it i think i'm gonna let that ship sail off no i'm totally with you i don't no disrespect to destiny i'm glad that like when activision and bungie were like hey we're working on this thing it's called destiny we're gonna be working on it for the next 10 years and then the first one dropped and i know a lot of people were like Oh, okay. And then I'm glad that they finally did that thing. Apparently they delivered on what Destiny 2 should have been and I'm Yeah, that's the thing, is like I feel like Destiny Destiny One was a proof of concept. Destiny two is the game that people were expecting. That's how video games work. The second one's usually better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Destiny One was a rare drop. Destiny two is legendary. (sighs) Terrible. Um but yeah, I mean that's it's cool. again, it's like I I never got into Halo. I totally skipped entirely wow, but it sounds like they kind of got it again. Yeah, it's a thing. Sure. So yeah. if you guys are enjoying it, there you go. And if yes, you guys sir. are enjoying it and are looking for another show to follow up on, check out Fireteam Chat because those guys are glued to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing something different now. We have a segment called Rapid Fire. I know you guys like it. It's where we answer weird questions about, uh, I don't know, our personal lives and, and preferences and cake and stuff like that. We're going to be putting that up exclusively on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash IGN Beyond in video form only. That was Marty's idea. Don't get mad at me. I didn't pick that Tweet out. Tweet at McBiggity. Yeah. Tell him you actually like Alana's it. Idea. Or you okay, it was Alana's idea. No, but that's the thing. is the, That YouTube channel, that's where we're going to have our Let's Plays like, the aforementioned Destiny 1, and that's where we're going to break up rapid fire and do little sort of bite-sized cool videos. We're trying to build it out, make more cool stuff over there, so mm-hmm. go support that, please. Uh, and uh, and that's, that's the end of the... The video you literally wrote. This is the end of the video game show for rapid fire let's plays of the funny variety. Tune into YouTube.com/slash IGN Beyond. So there's that. That's good copy. Thank yeah, you. good yeah. copy. Good yeah. copy. Uh, I'm on Burgundy. <laughs> copy that. Ten four. Good buddy. Nine or nine or anyway. Follow us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity. Brian is Agent Bizzle, and mm-hmm. Zach is Zacharias D. True. Uh, you can catch Ser- these boys over on Nintendo Voice Chat, which is yep. all about the Nintendo, mm-hmm. the most popular system that you could put in your large large pockets. 
That's yeah, the, the, I, yeah, definitely. That's that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's that is like true. the the keystone of their marketing campaign. That's what right it says for yeah. Jinko enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah. That's what it says underneath the. Suit. I used to work there. You know, put it in your pocket. I have a great one. If you've got a small pocket, put it in the small pocket. And they're like, we made a bigger system. Well, everyone needs larger pockets. Anyway, you used to work for Jinko. No, I worked for the N- Nintendo. I used to make up slogans for their. This you devices. didn't work for Nintendo. No, I'm pretty at all. sure I did. You, but I bit. definitely believe that you used to work for Jinko. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you should do is you should embroider large mushrooms on the back of the pants. They're like, hmm, that's a good idea. We'll look into that. Yeah, anyway. my dad worked there. He walked in one day. He's like, I have a vision. What if the this rectangles were triangles? I'm like, oh, new jeans. <laughs> they got rich, and then they went away. <sighs> Jinkos. Well, they'll return if like you want, the Jeepers Creepers Yeah, movies. If you want more of this horse apple nonsense, hop over to the YouTube and check out Rapid Fire because we're going to get right into that. On that note, this is the end of the regular part of the show, the end and beyond. 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 Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world. Where old stories take on a new life. If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence is death. And the world is teeming with possibilities. It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz! Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.